In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus said, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Today's lesson, Jesus makes a promise, and this is not a cheap promise. This is reassurance that what we see is not all there is, a reminder that the fears of this world do not have the last word. Now, in chapter 12 of the gospel that we hear today, Jesus says a lot about fear. He says a lot about fear multiple different times. And you would imagine that speaking so much about fear, particularly in this one chapter, that the Israelites, his followers, those people walking around with him would have had a lot to fear. Let's look back at some of the things that he says just in this chapter alone. In verse four, Jesus says, do not fear those who kill the body and after that can do nothing more, but even the hairs of your head are all counted. In verse 11, he says, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. Last week, we heard verse 16. Does fear of, a certain, of an uncertain future cause you to disregard the needs of others and stash your possessions away in greed? Because remember, you can't take it with you. I paraphrase Jesus there. And in verse 22, Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither reap nor sow. They have neither storehouse nor barn and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Jesus says not to worry, do not be afraid three more times than the ones I just pointed out before we even get to today's gospel lesson. And so chapter 12, Jesus is saying, do not be afraid, do not worry over and over and over again. Consider the world in which Jesus lived. Jesus lived in Israel. And Israel was this skinny little land bridge of sorts between the huge Europe and Asia continent and the African continent. If we think about the way that trade happens, Israel was the safe way to get between the north and the south. And so Israel was valuable for trade. And these bigger empires, both north and south of Israel, constantly battled over who was in control of that land. That left a lot of uncertainty. The people who lived there transitioned time and time again with someone else in control. And at the time Jesus is living, Rome was the one in control. The people who followed Jesus around knew what instability was all about. They were afraid of something all the time, of losing their homes, afraid for their children's futures, afraid that outsiders would change their religion, afraid for their very lives. That fear permeated everything that they did, colored everything that they believed, colored every conversation that they had, and fear has continued to be a very popular topic, a highly motivating feeling, because we are human, and we are susceptible to fear in those very tangible, guttural ways. We've been reminded of that fear regularly, this past week, it was in the news every single day, reminding us that our world is uncertain and that we ourselves are nearly powerless to that kind of uncertainty. 
And I think that we're left wondering what it is that we can do about this. Or perhaps worse, we are left feeling kind of numb to it all. When Jesus says, do not be afraid, I think we can ask what fear is really all about. For me and for my little corner of the world, I've always believed that fear is grounded in the unknown. See, most of us like to know what to expect. We like to know the rules. We like to know right from wrong. And we don't like to be surprised or have our expectations upended. In other words, we like predictability and stability. And when we experience something that goes against that, we can often let fear get the best of us. But I truly believe that we don't want to be controlled by that fear. That even though fear is really strong and can hold us in its grip, we don't want to make decisions out of fear, to act out of fear, to be controlled by that fear. Jesus, with his constant hopefulness, points to a future in which we will not let fear get the best of us, where fear will not control us, and he calls that future the kingdom of God. Working toward God's kingdom is perhaps not easy, but maybe working toward God's kingdom is actually quite simple. I heard a story recently about two six-year-old girls named Gia Sarnicola and Zuri Copeland. Gia and Zuri say that they're not best friends, that they're closer than friends. They're even closer than sisters. They are twins. Now, Zia and Zuri will tell you that they are twins for a long list of reasons. First off, the girls say that their birthday is practically the same day. They also say that they are almost basically the same height and that they insist on matching outfits all the time so that they look like twins. So far, the girls' mothers have indulged them, but they recognize that there's a little bit of bitter in that suite because Gia and Zuri are not only unrelated, but one of the girls is black and one of the girls is white. Their mother says, you know, we love this and we're happy. And then we remember that the world is somehow gonna shatter this bubble. And indeed, society has already tried to take over a little bit. Zuri and Gia were at a birthday party recently and an older kid came up to them and said, you can't be twins because your skin's not the same color. Well, poor Gia broke down in tears, but through her tears, she was able to say, you don't know what you're talking about. We're twins because we share the same soul. We're twins because we share the same soul. Perhaps what Gia was really trying to get at is that at their core, they're one. And perhaps what Jesus is trying to get at is that at our core, we are one as well. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus goes on to say, do not be afraid. Make for yourselves an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Perhaps resisting fear is simple. Putting our faith in God's hands, building up our treasure in heaven is not quite as hard as it may seem. 
See, the less we want to have, the less we need to have. And the less we need to have, the less we need to fear. And the less we need to fear, the more we know that a life of generosity, a life based on love, allows us to always live, not on the brink of destruction, but on the brink of blessing. We can be God's blessing in the world when we put our faith, put our treasure, put our very lives in God's hands, realizing that the fears of this world will not, in the end, win. Now, we certainly may not be able to solve all the problems in the world. We probably can't even solve all the problems in our own lives. But when we experience something scary, something uncertain, something unknown, we can choose to respond with the confidence of love. See, small acts of love cause big ripples of hope. And it is hope that will actually change the world. Hope that brings about God's kingdom here on earth now. The fears of this world will not have the last word. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Choose to love instead. Amen.